I can I can use it again. You need to just I'm shocked that I had never heard of this guy. I watched that video the first time and I ugly cried. <laughs> This has got, it's got my wheels turning and, and That's the Jesus that Mormons believe in. Dallas Jenkins. Is that the Jesus that you presented in this video, in this TV series? Welcome back to Unsolicited, episode 66. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. I know it has been a long time since I put out uh, an unsolicited episode, and but believe me, I'm going to be playing catch-up. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Um, I've got three albums that I'm going to try to get done over the next few days to get in this week because there's a whole lot more stuff coming up down the line so uh hopefully you'll be seeing a whole lot more unsolicited over the next 10 days and and beyond that so unsolicited is just that is my unsolicited opinion on arts and entertainment as they intercede uh intersect with the christian worldview intercede um i've done a few movies a couple of tv shows you know with uh the chosen and, and so on um, not a whole lot of that stuff out there right now that, so it's mostly music. That's the world I live in. You're going to see a whole lot more stuff once lore TV gets off the ground and, and going, um, full speed with what, uh, Marcus and John have planned for that over there. You're going to see a whole lot more of me doing stuff with television and movies and so on. So just stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I've got three albums coming up and then there's more stuff in the pipeline getting ready to come out uh, beginning of next year and beyond that. So a lot more stuff for you to check out and uh, for me to let you know about. Again, the reality is, is I'm if, I, if there's something out there I don't like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not just going to drag somebody through the mud because I heard their album and it was garbage. Um, unless, of course, they ask me and say, hey, will you review this? Then I'm going to do it and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to give my opinion. Hopefully, I would have some pointers or something. Let's not kid ourselves. I'm not an artist. I do everything I do is from a, a fan standpoint. I am a I'm a lover of music. I listen and but I don't know all the technical jargon and, and stuff like that. All I know is what I like. Um, but if somebody says, "Hey, will you review it?" and I don't like it, I'm gonna give my honest opinion. But for the most part, I just like to be you know the Barnabas and encourage the guys that are making music that I love. And that I'd like to continue to listen to. The next three albums we got coming up over the next couple of days are no 
uh, are, are right in that wheelhouse, are, are not contradictory to that fact. This is stuff that I just love. So the next few days, we're going to be talking about our boys over at, at Christ Centric. Um, we got an album from uh, today. We're going to talk about Doctrinal's album. Some of you may know him as Goya. I'm the guy that just loves to talk about him as Goya because Goya is, uh, you know, I have a top five list. Goya is not on it because he transcends. He is so much better than any list that is out there. You won't find him on any list because there's no list that can hold Goya. All right. He is just, he is the transcendent battle rapper, the, the best battle rapper since, uh, since Bridge B and B Rabbit. All right. So there you go. That's how good Goya is. And, uh, but for every Humpty Hump, you got to have a Shock G. And Shock G is the genius behind this music. And that is our man, Doctrinal, otherwise known as Don Carlos, Don Carlos Gonzalez. Uh, oh, what, I'm trying to think of all the different names he's had on Facebook. Um, was it John Charles? I think he had at one point or, or, uh, I don't remember. He, he's, he's had a bunch of different names over on Facebook. Go check him out. Don Carlos, follow him on Facebook. Um, but he is, he is the, the, the genius behind the, the latest album. And again, here's the deal guys. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. The next three albums that I'm going to talk about and the stuff that they, these guys have done beyond that are, are these what I would call a no-skip album. I honestly have not found a song on anything that, that Doctrinal has done with his... Uh, his um, cor- what, why, can't, why can't I not think of words? His collaborations with Regenerate recently... Um, he's done, I'm trying to think he did one with somebody else and I can't, I can't place it, but you know, he's done collabs with people. Um, and again, just songs that are, are amazing that not a song on the album that I didn't like Chris Jones, the same way, the apologist, Will Mendoza, the same way. Um, it's, it's funny because I look back at like my secular days, you know, people that, that most uh, folks would talk about, well, you've got your real artists and then you're, no, your real artists and your Christian artists. No, these Christian artists are so far beyond. I can name two albums that I bought when I was into, you know, secular hip hop and stuff that I could listen to that I would say were no skip albums where there was not one single song on the entire album that I did not like the perfect album. And one of those was uh, Tupac, All Eyes on Me, and Ice Cube, The Predator. Those are two albums that I would say that I bought back in the day where there was not one song on there. Every other album from every other Public Enemy, uh, EPMD, Leaders of the New School, uh, Tribe Called Quest, any of those guys that you look at and you think about all had at least one song on one album. I don't know what it was, but it was usually like a track six that, and that that was what I got to the point where I would call it. I would call it their track six, even if it was track 13, but 
it was the song that I always skipped. I just didn't like it. It wasn't all that great. It wasn't that it was horrible. It just wasn't my deal, right? This album that we're going to talk about today, The Killing Fields by Doctrinal, is, or The Killing Times, not Killing Fields, um, is another one of those albums. Now, granted, it's seven songs. A couple of them are just, are just beats, are just instrumental, that are just amazing. But still, there, there's seven songs on here. And I, so it, you, you lower the amount of songs that are on there, you lessen the chances of having a song that someone goes, eh, not that good. You know, if you just take your absolute best and you put the seven best songs you got out of maybe, you know, 10, and you put it on an album, you say, well, you know, I don't like these three. I'm going to take, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's what, uh, that's what Carlos did, but, uh, you know, seven songs, all of them. Great. All of them. Great. This was a really cool album because what I got from this album was a church history lesson of some stuff I had never heard of. You know, he gets into the gray friars. He talks about a period and he calls it the, I should play a clip of it and I'll play it and let you actually, you know, let's do that. Let's just play a little clip of Gray Friars and let him tell you what this song is, because it's, it's a, it's a church history lesson. Probably unless you are like super duper Presbyterian, you probably never heard of it the same way that I never heard of it. Or you're just like a, an absolute history geek. So here's a little bit of Gray Friars. This is the first track on the killing times by doctrinal. marked the end of a long downward spiral for 16th century Scotland's youngest Christian movement, Presbyterianism. When's the last time that you heard about the Holocaust of Presbyterians who wouldn't follow all the laws regarding Christ and pure worship? They were standing strong on how to pray, preach, read, and even how they sung a psalm. Though it's regulated, the king didn't want the principle. He wanted power spiritual over the church visible. He wasn't pope, so he had to become Episcopal. The ruler wasn't biblical. The rest was so predictable. 400 ministers ejected from the congregations told them get another occupation. That's not proclamation. Of course, the pastors didn't want to go and lose the checks they wanted to comply and other cowards just up and left the covenanter brothers didn't do both remember the quotes they were never flipping with oaths they were bound by the solemn egan covenant their finger was a pen they figured they would sign their blood with it scottish monarchs had found bishops to be an excellent way of controlling their subjects presbyterianism by its rejection of bishops eroded that control it was in for a fight the all right, so I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to just drop it. If you want to hear the rest of it, go listen to it. <clears throat> but again, this is stuff about the Presbyterians during this time that I had never heard of. I had never heard any of this. So this was like a really cool little, because I'm a, I'm a theology nerd. I'm a, I'm a church history geek. Or I mean, I'd like to be. I, I love to learn new stuff about church history, right? So this was just a cool little song. Uh, to kind of break down a period of time in Presbyterianism that, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm on my own. Maybe all of you guys are so much smarter than me, which is probably true anyway. But, and you know all this stuff. But still, to take, to take uh, Carlos and to Don, Doctrinal and put so, this over this, this beat and to lay it out was just really cool. So, um Again, like I said, there's seven tracks on here, the Greyfriars, the Conventicle is just another 
really cool breakdown of Sunday service. And the funny thing is, is my church, uh, the church that I'm a part of, Refuge Church here in Ogden, Utah, um, is started out when I started going, it was a Calvary Chapel. And we have very much become a almost Presbyterian church. Um, very uh, liturgical, very um, founded in the singing of the Psalms and all the different aspects of ecclesiology and um, just regulatory worship, you know, the regulatory principle, things that are laid out in Scripture. And so we know these are the things that God wants us to be doing and so on. We ain't got to baptize some babies yet. I'm, I, I would not leave my church over that, but I'm not, I'm not a pedo-baptist, so we're not going there. Um, even if the church went there, they wouldn't get me there. I, 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 hear, I hear knocks hiding outside the door with a squirt gun with a super soaker wanting to baptize my daughter. It's not going to happen. Not happening. So Sabbath afternoon is a, a really cool, uh, just instrumental um, self-defense was one that I really liked. He talked about, you know, teaching his, his kids about self-defense and guns and this and that. And then Ari Ferrari, this is, if you're married, if you're got a girlfriend and you're engaged, any of the, this is just going to be a song that makes you go, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad husband. <laughs> i you know, this is a song from him just directly talking to his wife and just you you got it you you got to listen to it i'm not playing it i'm if you want to hear it you got to go listen to it but i'm telling you you go over to especially in like the first four days after this album came out it's like everybody in reformed bars all the guys in the wrath and grace radio all these groups that i'm a part of cross-examine were making comments about ari ferrari and you know and just listen, I mean, this is just a, a raw pouring out of his, uh, you know, I mean, there's instructions of what happens when I go, if you're still here and I'm not, but there's this whole thing of just him pouring out his affection towards his wife, Ari. And uh, so just really cool. So there, there you go. I mean, there's just a, a small, and, and I'm, I'm actually going to play a little bit of Sabbath afternoon. We're just gonna we're gonna bring the volume on that down and we're just gonna let it play it's really loud in my headphones though um, we're just gonna let a little bit of that Sabbath afternoon play as we finish up talking about this and I jump up on my soapbox and I tell you go buy the album don't stream it don't go to iTunes and stream it or Amazon and get it on the, the extended subscription package of whatever. Spend, I, I've already bought it here on Bandcamp, so it doesn't give me the, the price. I want to say it was $7. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that this one and Chris Jones's uh, notes to sell for both seven or more. And again, I will tell you to go buy it on Bandcamp, not because I get any kickbacks from Bandcamp. I like Bandcamp because you can pay more. So the asking price, seven bucks. Ain't no thing to drop a 10, all right? 
you go to a restaurant, you get a nice meal, you tip your waitress, you get a good album, you get some good theology, some good, you know, teaching, uh, lyrical theology, amazing beats, stuff like that. It is not inappropriate to drop your artist a little bit of a tip and say, I appreciated what you did. You want $7. I'm going to give you 10. All right. Help these guys out because the reality is they make someone I was talking to. It was like streaming. They get 0.05 cents per stream. Right. So, I mean, in order to get a nickel, that song has got to be played a hundred times on a streaming thing. Whereas you can go to Bandcamp, and especially there's a couple of times of the year where Bandcamp will say, we're giving everything to the artist. And you can literally, without ever having the song played once, you can drop 10 bucks in their pocket. So they can continue to make uh, music. Okay, so Sabbath afternoon is over. We're going to go to Blue Banner here and just let some beats roll while we talk about this. Please. Support our brothers and sisters who are making amazing lyrical theology, music for Christ, honoring God with their talent that he gave them and giving that back. Go please drop some money on them. Drop some some support so they can continue to do this because it costs money to do this stuff. And in order to do it, they got to make the money and it's not going to happen through streaming services. So sacrifice a cup of coffee. Um, you know, a trip to, you know, Chick-fil-A one day out of the month and drop that money on an album. You might have to do it a few times because I've come back tomorrow and tell you about Nose to Sell for the next day, probably Friday. Uh, I'm going to come back and tell you, or Thursday, not tomorrow, not Friday, in between, the day in between tomorrow and Friday, right? I'm going to come back and tell you about Note to Self, and you're going to have to go get that. And then probably on Saturday, I'm going to tell you about art and facts from The Apologist, and you're going to have to go drop that. So you're getting a little bit, you're getting a little bit of Ari Ferrari right here. So I said I wasn't going to give it to you, but you're just getting a taste because I'm about done. So I'm going to let this uh, play out here for a second. He's calling his girls. His kids are so um, So he's calling them for family worship, but now he wants to talk to their mama. I would like to speak to mommy. Right. We must follow God's advice who's always wise. Do you remember the first time that we were hated? All the heated rages, although always complicated, our God was gracious. Will it get worse? The Son of God had prophesied at first. He testifies with words and suffering when he verified the curse. Let us be prepared. Persecution will be soon delivered. It's what our Savior shares in our union, so please do consider. This is a privilege to suffer for the sake of our Creator. The payment for their sins is very great, but your reward is greater. If we deserve it, then accept it with humility and meekness. Examine in your life how you've been acting wickedly and grievous. I don't think it'll happen. You've been consistent in your tendencies. So pray the same grace for our family, nation, and all our enemies. And also pray for saints, because those who love debate are shifting. We need to be trained, because we see that Satan sifting. I'm your Abraham DeLacy. All right. So there's your taste of Ari Ferrari. This is... I'm, this is my favorite song on the album. 
you want to hear the rest of it, you got to go buy the album. Support our brothers who are making music for Christ, all the guys over at Christcentric, Wrath and Grace, God Over Money. Um, I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Um, sorry <laughs> for those that I missed. Um, oh, Hog Mob. How can I forget Hog Mob? Guys that are just doing it. And now, granted, I know they're controversy. Yeah. Support our brothers and sisters who are making really good, godly, uh, lyrical theology, God honoring music to entertain us, to catechize us, to, to just give us something worthwhile to put in our ears rather than the garbage that the world tries to give us. So, uh, that's my man, uh, doctrinal, the killing times. You can get it on Bandcamp. You can get it anywhere else. But again, I suggest doing it on Bandcamp and paying a little extra if you can, uh, to give our brother a tip and to help him to continue to move on to his next project with Stract, get that done and get more and more and more beyond that because we want to just keep this stuff coming. So thank you guys for hanging out, checking this out. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until day after tomorrow or so, Soli Deo Gloria.